You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Thursday night to you. It is the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. It's my job to be here with you for the next four hours. And that's exactly what I plan on doing. I'm going to be hanging out here with you. This is when I get started. It's the Genesis. Every single weeknight, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you to everybody listening all over North America, because if you don't listen, there is no show. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard and you, however you're listening. You could be on your local affiliate. You could be on the Odyssey app, Sirius XM 158. You could be listening on a smart speaker. You might be on CBSSportsRadio.com. There's a lot of ways you can listen. I'm just glad that you're doing it. Maybe you have a tinfoil wrapped around a hanger. However you're listening, I'm glad that you're here. We had a busy Thursday in the world of sports. We had some uh, head coaches who were hired in the NFL. Uh, Frank Reich is now uh, a Carolina Panther again, former player. He didn't get too much playing time, but now he's back as the head coach. Dan Quinn told us he's going to stick around with the Dallas Cowboys Uh, Maybe he's just going to wait for Jerry Jones to wake up and fire Mark McCarthy one day. Tua Tonga-Valoa, his parents spoke at an event out in Hawaii, and they basically said, yeah, Tua is going to be back. Please stop with all the retirement conversation. Uh, The New York Jets, it appears that they're trying to lure in uh, Aaron Rodgers by hiring Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. We got Colts fans signing petitions to keep Jeff Saturday away from that new job. Sean Payton still doesn't have a job. Uh, Daniel Jones, so many conversations about him and his future and what he's worth to the New York Giants or anyone else. Last night we talked about Damian Lillard and his 60 points. A lot of comparisons to Steph Curry, and unfortunately it's already been three years to the death of Kobe Bryant. And we will talk about that. So we have a busy night. We got a lot to get into. You you should know the number by now. If this is your first time listening, welcome. You're in for a damn good show. The number here is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. And how about this? If you follow me on social media at JR Sport Brief, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you will already have known everything that we're going to discuss tonight because I just shared it very, very 
simple. Shep, how are you doing this evening? You okay? I'm doing well, Jared. Thank you for asking. I, I agree with Good. you about Julius Randle. <laughs> that was a great tweet, by the way. Okay. Yes, the, the New York Knicks are currently in action uh, against the Boston Celtics. They're in overtime right now with a tough contest. Boston currently leads 115 to 113, about a minute left. The New York Knicks blew a 12-point lead. Julius Randle is playing out of his mind. And there's a good chance with some of these dunks that he's had tonight, dunking on people, dunking over people, dunking around people, that Julius Randle will uh, probably be uh, drug tested come morning time as the Boston Celtics are basically uh, eh, probably going to close this game out and beat the New York Knicks. As of this minute in overtime, with now 28 seconds left, Julius Randle has 35 points. He has nine rebounds. On the other side, Jason Tatum leading the way with his own 35 points as the New York Knicks are trying to come back. I'll keep you updated on the game. They're on a little bit of a back and forth right now. We'll talk about that. As Shep mentioned Julius Randle as the Knicks now lead 116-115 heading into a timeout. Julius Randle's been playing like an all-star. His teammate. In his first year with the New York Knicks, Jalen Brunson, he's been playing like an all-star. And to no surprise, the NBA All-Star starters were actually announced this evening, a couple of hours ago, right before the New York Knicks uh, took on the Boston Celtics. And I might as well share with you the All-Stars. And then we'll talk about what's going to make this year's All-Star game different. The East All-Star starters, Giannis Atetokounmpo, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, who unfortunately is uh, dealing with that, that knee injury. Hopefully he comes back by the All-Star break. And then you have Kyrie Irving, who in a contract year has been balling out of his damn mind. Why, why wouldn't Kyrie make the All-Star game? I mean, you wake up and Kyrie has 27 points just about every game. And now you know he is going to look to get paid. He's going to try to cash in. And who knows, he may have to force the Brooklyn Nets' hands. And Kyrie is good as long as he plays ball. But the minute that you sign him to that contract, are you going to regret it? Is he going to age well, especially with his size? Is he going to age well with his general attitude? Yeah, Most people step up in their contract year. And I don't know if Kyrie Irving as a long-term investment is that man. So no surprises here for the Eastern Conference NBA All-Stars. But when you start going over to the West, yeah, there's one thing that stands out to me. Steph Curry is there. What a shock, right? LeBron James is there. Not a shock. Uh, Nikola Jokic, no shock. Luka Doncic, no shock. Zion Williamson was voted in as an NBA All-Star starter for the West. And the first thing I said to myself is, Zion Williamson still plays basketball? Like, Zion is nice when he actually plays, but what are we doing here? I'd be surprised if Zion was able to play in this game. He'll probably come back right before the damn game starts. He's been out with hamstring trouble, and I can't keep up with Zion and his injuries. Is it his feet? Is he too heavy? Is his foot going to heal? Now it's his hamstring. 
This man's hamstrings are probably uh, big as a horse. I mean, I don't know how long that takes to heal. And the Pelicans have hit the toilet. They've lost six straight games. Uh, Brandon Ingram, he's had a head issue. He just came back after about 30 games. And Zion is now a two-time All-Star, and he's only played in 30 out of 50 games. And sure, it's an exhibition, so who cares? I'm not going to split that many hairs. And people want to see Zion run up and down the court and, and dunk like a crazy person. But I mean, damn, he ain't playing no basketball. And I'm not the only person who feels this way. When the all-star starters were announced for the Western Conference, you know, TNT did the announcement. And so Charles Barkley, someone who is also very familiar with being overweight and playing basketball, Charles Barkley sat on TNT and he's like, I don't know why Zion is a starter either. He's missed too many games, in my opinion. I would have went with Sabonis or Markkinen. Just my, that's just my personal preference, because I, I don't think you can miss 20 games in the first half of the season. I just don't think that's fair. It's, it's not. Not at all. But the fact is, this is an all-star game. This is an exhibition, and the voting has been changed. And so instead of... Uh, being able to vote all the damn time in any capacity via social media. The NBA has started to put parameters around the voting this year where you had to vote in their app, so you were you were limited as to how many times you could vote unless you wanted to just completely be a loser and create one million email addresses to create one million accounts. The voting has been determined by the fans, 50%. Players, 25%. And in media, 25%. Fans have only been able to vote once per day through the NBA app or NBA.com. And so uh, the people have spoken. They want to see Zion. We're going to wait for the coaches to, to give you the second half, or not the second half, but the bench players. And this is par for the course. It's an all-star game. Who cares? I personally don't care if Sabonis is out there. Uh, Laurie Markkinen is going to get voted into the All-Star game anyway. He's going to be playing in his his home state, I guess, uh, where he plays right now. He's, I think he's actually from Finland. He's going to be playing at home for the Jazz. And that's another weird thing. The All-Star game is going to take place in Utah. And to be honest, I don't know too many people who want to go to Utah to play basketball in February. Shep, what do you think about this All-Star game, man? It's, they, they're kind of normal at this point. I'm going to watch. I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to turn it off, and I'm going to sleep. Yeah, I mean, JR, I love the All-Star game because it, it celebrates um, the best in the world's talent. You know, it's, it's individuals who oftentimes don't get to play with all-world caliber talent. You know, you talk about LeBron James in those last days he had with Cleveland, and you talk about him when he was in Cleveland in the early days, and finally we saw what it was like when he had some talent. We saw that with Kevin Garnett in the early 2000s as well. Obviously, Zion is an obvious choice for just a popularity contest. It should have been somebody else. But I will say this also, JR. In the East, you got to somehow get Joel Embiid as one of those five Eastern Conference starters. You can't have two Brooklyn Nets. As great as a redemption story as Kyrie Irving is this season, the fact that he's just playing basketball and he's speaking his mind only to help and foster and grow certain you know aspects of the game and, and, and world issues, he's, he's done everything right. But you got to find a way to get a guy on the second-best Eastern Conference team in the starting roster. Why does it matter? 
Because Joel Embiid is an individual that you can make a legitimate argument should have won the MVP two times, not just once. And to me, you need a guy representing the starters who is the best player on the second best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, but that doesn't <laughs> that does that why does it matter though? He's going to play anyway. Yeah, but I I think but but I think th- then what's the point of having starters if it doesn't matter then? Cuz I think well, starters I mean, is 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 a real, you know, salute to those guys who are the best player on teams that have the best record and have the best shot at winning a championship. Yeah, it it, 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 it would be something. nice if it was the case, but it's a it's a sham anyway with the fan vote. Yeah. And so it's it's nice it's nice to you know be announced 5 seconds earlier than the other guy. He's still going to play. And when it's all said and done by the time we get to next year, who's going to remember who's the day after the game? Who's going to care? Nobody. You know, most of these yeah. dudes, they actually they get bonuses for just being all stars flat. You know, not necessarily being a starter. Uh, their contracts are predicated in the future, supermax contracts, etc. Oh, the New York Knicks actually beat Boston. They held on one twenty to one seventeen in overtime. Good for them. New York Knicks might have uh, two <laughs> all stars. Off the bench. They might. It helps when Jalen Brown uh, hits the iron, the front iron of both free throws. Yeah, well. You can't be doing that, Jalen. But, but Jared, to, to your point, I know you're going to commemorate and celebrate the 30-year anniversary of the death of the late, great, iconic Kobe Bryant. You still remember to this day, and I know you do, MSG 1998, Kobe vs. MJ. The reason right. we talk about that so much is because both of those figures started against each other in the All-Star game. Well, that's a once in a life. What other moment do you remember like that? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I remember Grant Hill starting early in his rookie year. That was big. You remember Yao Man. Ming? He got the starter. He got the starting votes Ooh, over Shaq yeah, yeah, in his rookie year. It, ma- it matters to these. No, it, it matters to these players. It Joel does. Embiid, yeah, it matters. They matter if the check clears. It's like, can am I an all star? Okay, yes. Was I voted a starter? Okay, it sucks. And now I have extra motivation to to whoop ass. Uh, but, oh, now I'm eligible for uh, $20 extra million dollars in the Supermax. Okay, yeah, great. Uh, I think the money that comes in their account is a whole, a whole bigger issue than, than whether or not they start. I, I, yeah, it's an honor, of course. Who doesn't want to start? Who doesn't want to be in the starting lineup? But I don't think it's that big of a deal, especially from a fan perspective. I would venture to say Sixers fans. I mean, they're preoccupied right now with the Eagles. They don't care. But the fact is, they're proud Joel Embiid will play. We want to win a championship. So this is all good and fun. It's unfortunate that he is not an all-star starter. I would agree with you. And you know what? With, with all of the injuries that typically occur, he might still start the game. And whether or not he starts or he doesn't start, uh, the world will continue to go on. Joel Embiid will make tons of money. Did he marry that model or are they engaged? I th- the Rihanna thing's off the table. Is that is that done? That's that's no. He's <laughs> he's been engaged to, with with a young lady for a long time. You what? know what I'm talking about? No, I had no idea. Oh. I I honestly thought Rihanna was still in play. No, okay. she has been with child, and she's with someone totally different. Got it. No, Joel Embiid has been with a model now for for years. Uh, so as long as he's with her, as long as his checks clear uh, from uh, the Harris folks. And I, I think Joel Embiid is, is perfectly uh, fine. The other interesting thing about the All-Star game this year is that we won't find out the actual teams 
until right before the game. They're going to treat this like the schoolyard, except for they're going to do it on television, I'm sure, in a closed room. Before the game starts, I believe about 30 minutes to an hour prior, the, the, the stars are going to select. You're going to have LeBron James and, and Giannis out there choosing who the hell they play with. And so it used to be like a week, two weeks before, no longer. This is a full-on television experience. Uh, we're going to see LeBron and Giannis, the two captains, uh, select their teammates. And no one will know who their teammates are until the selection takes place. So NBA All-Star Game trying to spice things up. Uh, dunk contest the night before will probably still be miserable. Uh, you might want to tune in for that or you might want to take a nap. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Uh, let's talk to Gavin. He's calling from Toronto, Canada. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Uh, what's going on, JR? I got a couple things for you. First, I have no idea how Zion got in over Sabonis, and I have no idea how Curry got in over SGA. I think both have had way better seasons. And I, I don't I don't know. I feel like with Sabonis and the way Kings have played in Zion, he's played about 17 more games than Zion. And I mean, Curry's Curry, but I mean, SGA has played so incredibly well this year, and the Thunder are so overperforming. But I feel like he deserves another chance. And I'll leave you with this. Um, since it's three years since Kobe uh, died, I'll bring this. 2006, January 12th, when he dropped 81 on my, my beloved Raptors. Uh, truly one of the worst days in Raptors history. But it was one of the greatest performances ever. So I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, more so. And thank you, Gavin, for calling from Toronto. More painful for uh, uh, Jalen Rose than anyone else. And... Look, uh, it's the all-star game. Okay, sure. If you're a fan of the Sacramento Kings, you you love Sabonis. Even though he basically just got there. He hasn't been there even two or three full seasons yet. If that, you love Sabonis. You know how many people across the NBA care? None. People want to see Curry. And yes, you can look at, at, at Shea Gilgis Alexander having an excellent season. One of the league leaders in scoring at 30 per game. Excellent player. Goes to the hoop anytime he wants. Exciting. He's going to be on the All-Star team. He's going to have his time. He might be a a multiple-time starter over the next decade with all of the talent that he has. And so I think let's keep that in mind. These are the fans who vote these guys in. And fans make, make fan decisions. It doesn't have to be rational. They just vote for the names. Who cares about Sabonis? I'm sorry. Maybe only his dad. If his dad was there, I'd vote for him. I liked his dad better. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We're just getting started. You know what? Since we're on the all-star tip here to start the show, not only did we get the starters for the NBA All-Star Game in Utah a few weeks from now, We also got a a few more details about the NFL and its Pro Bowl. It's no longer a game. It's been splintered into multiple games. I'll explain, and I'll tell you about this nonsense when we come back. We're just warming up. The JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
JR wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You know, we've been talking about the NBA All-Star starters. They were announced this evening. We got the East and the West. A little bit different of a spin for the game this year. The full teams, the actual rosters, both the starters, the guys coming off the bench, Giannis Atetokounmpo and LeBron James are the two captains. These two guys are going to select the teams like schoolyard style about 30 minutes to an hour before the actual All-Star game. And so we won't know who's playing with who until right before the game tips off. So an an added wrinkle for this year. For the West, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson, and Steph Curry. Uh, Zion has missed about 20 games this season. Uh, Fans voted him in. Ridiculous to me. Uh, And then on the East, you have Giannis, Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, excuse me, Jason Tatum, and Kyrie Irving. As Shep pointed out, uh, more often than not, if we had this as traditional voting with traditional positions, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, uh, Embiid would have been a starter. He should have been a starter, but he isn't. And it's the fans that pretty much dictate all of this. And who knows? Maybe Durant doesn't play. Maybe Donovan Mitchell is sitting out due to a groin. Uh, who, who knows? But we know Joel Embiid is ultimately going to go ahead and make the team. Uh, something else that we found out earlier today, the NFL provided more details, like the world absolutely wanted it. The NFL provided details on the Pro Bowl this year that will take place on Sunday, February 5th in Las Vegas. And what the hell is the Pro Bowl this year? Not a game. The Pro Bowl will be a collection of skills competitions. We will have captains. Eli Manning and his brother Peyton uh, will be opposite ends on opposite ends uh, we will have co-captains and and snoop dog shep what's the other guy's name we we don't know who he is or what he does from snl pete davidson right yeah yeah unfortunately yeah. yes yeah pete davidson will be the other captain and we're gonna have multiple events seven on seven flag football between some of our our pro bowlers they're going to be a a best catch competition a gridiron gauntlet, kicking tic-tac-toe, and a game called Moving the Chains. I have not done deep research into what these games entail because I don't care enough. What I will do is I'm going to tune in and watch to see how much of a disaster show this is. When the NFL decided to axe the game, thank God, because none of the players uh, played hard in it anymore, the NFL actually contacted production companies who worked on shows like American Ninja Warrior, Hell's Kitchen, and Trading Spaces. They want to create something that is dynamic, and I hope that this is going to be better than the actual Pro Bowl game that no one ever wanted to play in anymore. All-Star games. There's, there's nothing fun about them. They're here, they're there, you watch them, and you turn them off, and everybody goes home. Works for the players because they make money, bonuses. Uh, Works for the leagues because they get exposure. It works for fans and us because we complain about it. 
and the world goes on. 855-212-4CBS. Harvey is calling from Georgia right here with me. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, um, just wanted to say in regards to the All-Star game with Trey, um, I don't I don't know. Here in Atlanta, and I'm a younger guy, I'm early 20s, here in Atlanta, like, DeJounte Murray is that dude. Trey, like, of course, everybody's been saying he's relaxed. He's not playing with that killer instinct that he had when he first got here. But DeJounte? He's killing it. The dude is playing defense. The dude is on every other highlight, it seems like. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. You know, great show, and I love well, you guys. thank you. Well, well, slow down. You don't, you don't know what. Um, I just – I don't – like, how was DeJounte not in – the all-star game. I don't hear the same hype oh, with his no. level well, play. Tonight, tonight only the starters were announced. So okay. that's, it, this wasn't the full all-star rosters. And I'm, I'm right here in Georgia with you. I just this past weekend, I was at two of the Hawks games. I saw them uh, take on the New York Knicks. I saw them take on the Hornets and lose. I was in the locker rooms. I was in the press conferences. I was there before the game. Wow. I, I sit and watch the Hawks, unfortunately, from my eyeballs. <laughs> so here's, here's the deal. We know this is a new situation with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. Trey Young is putting up the same amount of shots, but he's doing it and having to share the ball. He's not dribbling and holding on to the ball as much and just – running pick and roll with John Collins. John Collins is the one who has, quote-unquote, suffered the much, suffered the most. His numbers have regressed over the past several seasons because he's not getting his hands on the ball as much. And, of course, when you bring in another all-star quality guard, someone like DeJounte Murray, it's, it's going to take some of the attention away. And people have seen, and he will forever uh, be compared to Luka Doncic, who the Hawks had a chance at, but obviously drafted back. And so he's going to be judged on that. It's not great when there are conversations as to what Trey Young or how he feels about his coach, uh, Nate McMillan. It's not good when Trey Young can't inbound a basketball. It's not good when Nate McMillan has him standing in front of a giant to inbound the ball. And so, yeah, DeJounte Murray is going to uh, – He's going to dodge any type of proverbial bullets because he's the new guy, and he does something that Trey doesn't do. He actually plays offense, and he's long as hell, and he plays defense. And so, yeah, this is this is the time in Trey Young's career where he's going to be picked apart because the Hawks, they're average. They're not winning. And a lot of it, because of roster construction, isn't just his fault, but he can control what he can control, and quite frankly, he can he can do better in, in communicating that, especially to the public. Hey, Harvey, I appreciate you for calling up from Georgia. Let's go from Georgia to California, and let's talk to Mark. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's going on, JR? I'm good, Mark. Well, go ahead. Speaking of a team that uh, isn't really playing very well, these New York Knickerbockers, man, beat the best team in basketball tonight on national television. Um. Jalen Brunson with a huge block. But what I'm a little concerned with here is that the Knicks have the 26th overall bench in scoring. Uh, you got guys like Quickly and Toppin, which I don't even think Toppin will ever have a role on this team now that Randall's been 
you know, playing at MVP level ball in his last like 10 or 11 games. Right. Um, so you, it, right now I feel like the Knicks have to make a trade for somebody. And so the thing is, is you look at tonight's game, very inconsistent. I've been screaming at the TV for the last couple games, um, even with Cleveland. Uh, he just topping, had like, I think 11 points in, uh, in like 10 minutes and he only played like three minutes the rest of the game. It's like, you know, and that's what he did over in Minnesota, and that's what he did in Chicago where he just well, never get, played the Mark, guys. give right? me – draw me to the main conclusion. The main conclusion is is that you know what he did in Minnesota and Chicago, right? And he's coming over, and I feel like it's kind of rearing his head a little bit regardless of, you know, Brunson playing at an all-star level, which we didn't expect in his first year, right? You expect him to be average. He's playing great. And then you got Randall and Barrett. But Mark, they need give one me more the piece. conclusion in 10 seconds. They need another piece, JR. Well, that's, that's obvious, Mark. Thank you for calling from California. There's a reason why the New York Knicks are, are hovering around 500. They need another piece. How do you expect for the New York Knicks to acquire that piece? Where is he coming from? What are you giving up to acquire that piece? You talk about the bench scoring. Emmanuel quickly is coveted across the league. He dropped 17 points off the bench tonight. The New York Knicks have needed another piece since Patrick Ewing was a Nick. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Everybody needs a, another piece, right? Everybody needs another chance. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get some more of your calls. We're going to talk about some coaches. We're going to talk about some players, especially in the NFL. Who might be a missing piece? I'll tell you about it. I'll explain on the other side. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey JR, such a fan of yours, man. Thanks for taking my call and you know, you don't always get the most sane of callers, but you always handle it with such professionalism and I really appreciate your content you put out, man. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. One more piece. The New York Knicks surprise the Boston Celtics to excuse me, the Boston Celtics tonight. And we just spoke to Mark from California. He's like, yeah, Knicks beat the Celtics, but the Knicks need one more piece. Yeah, they've, they've needed one more piece forever. Where are they getting it from? They don't got nothing to bring in one more piece that's going to make a difference. And if they do, man, it'd be a miracle. The NBA season is obviously active. We talked about the NBA All-Star game as the starters were announced. I shared with you the plans for the NFL Pro Bowl. And now I want to get into some NFL talk. Because even though we're going towards the Super Bowl and the championship games, the majority of the teams are watching at home. They're in their offseason. They're hiring coaches. They're thinking about their future. They're thinking about their draft and trying to fill head coaching vacancies. And a lot of these teams, from a coaching perspective or a player perspective, if you need a QB, you believe that all you need is one more piece. That's it. One more piece, or at least a leader. How about the Panthers? 
wasting no time, or maybe they did, bringing in a new head coach. And it's someone that the Panthers and people in Carolina are semi-familiar with, and his name is, is Frank Reich. Frank Reich, in the inaugural season for the Carolina Panthers, 1995, he joined them from the Buffalo Bills where he was a backup for Jim Kelly. And he had some glory in the postseason, a big comeback, but for the most part, he was just a bench dude. He was a bench dude in Carolina for the most part there because he he basically had to go out there and, and hand the job over to Kerry Collins. It's a hard knock life now, isn't it? But now he's back as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers after just getting the boot from the Indianapolis Colts. Steve Wilkes is not going to get another chance or an opportunity to finish the job here with the Carolina Panthers. I mean, he never really seems to get a fair shot. Back in, what, 2018, he had Josh Rosen as his quarterback, newly drafted, right before Kyler Murray and Kingsbury came in, and we see where Cliff Kingsbury's at in Thailand. He went 3-13 and with that bum team. Then he was fired. And then he became a coordinator. He was with the Browns on a defense, and, and then he's hired by Matt Rule, and then he takes over for Matt Rule when he's fired. And then David Tepper... At the firing of Matt Rule, he made it very clear, you know, what he wanted to do with the team next. And today he hired Frank Reich. But a few months ago, when he gave Matt Rule the boot, this is what the owner of the Panthers had to say. Look, you know, football is is a funny, you know, funny business. Things take time. And, uh, um, you know, as, as as a former fan, I don't want to hear that. I want an answer. I want to win today, and I don't care about anything else. And I understand that, and I want to win too. But I do think we have made some progress, and we will have, we will make future progress. I think uh, it's pretty reported out there that defense is, you know, has some respect for the defense. It's probably a top half of the league defense or better. I think the offensive line is probably the best offensive line we've had since I've been here. Um, can get better, but I think that's probably fair to say. So I do think those are kind of foundation pieces. I think we have a lot further to go, and I think eventually we'll get over the hump. Uh, well, you you got a coach. Frank Reich is not going to play quarterback until you have a, a legit QB, a Carolina Panthers man. There, they're going nowhere. You just heard them. The, the defense was was good, but Sam Donald ain't the damn answer, and it's unfortunate for them. And Steve Wilkes, I guess he's just going to have to settle for going somewhere else and and being a coordinator again. 855-212-4CBS. Chris is calling from Lake Charles, Louisiana. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, Chris, you're live. Yes. Man, uh, you know, I, I think Sean Payton should have way more attention as far as, like, with teams – with Indianapolis not reaching out to him or not being reported, uh, do you think it's the money he's asking for, or what, what's going on with that? Because the Saints were uh, a true picture of what he did to it. Well, I think uh, less less uh, so much about the the salary. I think it has more to do with the compensation uh, that that comes with it. 
you're probably going to have to A, well, not probably, you are going to have to pay him. He's going to command a salary probably in excess of $10 million. And then you're going to have to send across multiple draft picks, a few which I assume will be first-rounders. So that's not easy for a team to just to just stomach just to bring in a, a veteran head coach unless you are absolutely sure that Sean Payton is going to take you to a Super Bowl unless you feel that you're right there. It's tough. Yeah, I see that. Uh, I think that's what's holding up Denver because they've already gave up so much draft capital and uh, they don't want to pay any more and not assure to be better. Well, I mean, the Denver Broncos, they they, they would have been one of those 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 candidates. I mean, you're, you're, you're paying a veteran Russell Wilson for the next few years. He's not necessarily uh, getting any younger. Uh, the Denver Broncos are now owned by the, I believe, the richest ownership group in the NFL, the Walton family, uh, which founded and runs Walmart. And so it's not like they're, uh, you know, strapped for cash. And the Denver Broncos would be an excellent candidate because their defense was one of the best last year, but their offense was just ridiculously pathetic. And the latest I've heard is that, yeah, Sean Payton hasn't gotten additional interviews. I think his last interview might take place with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, But if we look at them, where are they going? They're a multi-year rebuild. So maybe Sean Payton is correct. I remember a few weeks ago on Fox, Sean Payton was asked specifically uh, by Michael Strahan, what are the chances that we, we see you back here with us from a scale of one to 10? And Sean Payton said seven. At that time, it didn't seem to be all that true, given all of the hype around him. But he very well might be sticking around on television. We just have to wait and see. Thank you, Chris, for calling from Lake Charles, Louisiana. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Maryland and talk to Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Thank you, JR, for taking my call. Uh, we want to just thank you for your knowledge. And uh, you have a great show, and we love you up stand here. Uh, uh, the question I have is um, what, uh, to me, I think Lamar, you know, the, the contract with Lamar Jackson, I, I think Eric DeCosta is going to do his best to try to sign him. But the sticking point is going to be the guarantee. And I don't think he's going to waver off of that. So in the event that he doesn't, what do you see as far as, it, you know, trading him, franchising him, trading him as to what we could get? Because if we give him a ton of money, who are we going to put around him as far as the wide receivers, a core for him to, you know, to, to throw to, if the majority of what we're paying is going to be toward him? That's what I mean. I don't yeah, yeah. If he were, if he were to start maxing out on his contract, he'd probably take up about fifteen to seventeen percent of the cap. So I understand what you're saying, and, and obviously the big issue for the Baltimore Ravens is, can we get him somebody with hands not named Mark Andrews? Um, the Ravens, both parties, I'll I say it this way. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are in between a rock and a hard place. The Ravens pretty much have no choice but to bring him back. They do have options. They bring him back, whether it's a long-term deal that he comes to an agreement on or they go ahead and decide to franchise tag him. The other option, which would be absolutely disastrous, is if they have to move on because you've built everything over the last four years all around Lamar Jackson and it would be a complete teardown and a complete reset unless they hit a jackpot somehow some way 
with a Brock Purdy situation, they're done. They're cooked. You might as well put them in the grinder or, or put them in the recycle bin and turn them into something else. Lamar Jackson is the one who has all of the leverage here. Lamar Jackson is the dude who can say, I don't want to play here anymore. Lamar Jackson can say, I'm out of here. Lamar Jackson can, can say, oh, it's just not enough guaranteed money. And, and I'm with you. I don't think he's going to get $230 million guaranteed like uh, Deshaun Watson did. I believe that Lamar Jackson is either going to have to settle for less money with the Ravens. Uh, he will be tagged or, and he will be upset. Uh, he might be tagged and he said, he'll say, I won't show up. But to be honest, I don't know if there's a sucker team out there and I say that kindly, I don't know if there's a sucker team out there who will wake up and give him all of a sudden a guaranteed deal. And so he's going to have to give in a little bit too. I think he unlikely, I think he's unlikely to have to settle for this cash, man. Right. Well, I hope so because we want to keep him. But, I mean, there people around here are talking about, well, if we, get, if we trade him, what are we going to get for him? <laughs> like you said, I don't know. I mean, what do we get? But then we have to rebuild everything around whoever we get. Yeah, it's it's going to take some time, man. If if he yeah. doesn't come to an agreement agreement with the Ravens, it's it's, it's going to be bad for everybody involved. Hey, good luck, Mike. It's going to come down to the wire, I believe. Take care, bro. See you. you as well. Shout outs to Mike for calling uh, from Maryland. And Shep, oh man, we have some uh, some terrible news here, don't we? College basketball is. Is missing out on on Billy Packer. Yeah, I mean, obviously, all, all the games he he used to call on on CBS with the likes of uh, Jim Nance, man, a true legend in the game of basketball, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna miss him. Yeah, see, the news has just started to come on down the line over the past five, ten, and fifteen minutes. Uh, Billy Packer passing away, big time. I mean, I don't even know how many Final Fours he covered. Feels like almost all of them. Uh, we'll talk about this some more. We're going to continue on. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.